You are now listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. Well, hello, and thank you for listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. I'm Jesse, and I'm here with Amanda. Hi. This is going to be episode 79. Um, in this episode, we're going to talk about the remake of the movie Overboard, which I think just hits the. It just came out in theaters like last week. I think. And so uh, this review is also going to be like a comparison of the new movie to um, the original movie that came out in 1987. So That's old. It is old. <laughs> it is really old. I mean, I watched the shit out of that movie when I was little. And then when I went back and was like, huh, when was that movie made? I'm like, holy shit, 1987? I'm like, that's crazy. Um, so the... I would say the initial impression of the remake of Overboard when I saw the trailer was why. I'm just thinking to myself, like, this movie is stupid. And actually, I even thought that kind of the the role swap being that, you know, Anna Faris um, plays the part basically of Kurt Russell and um, her co-star... Uh, Eugenio Derbez, he plays basically the part that uh, Goldie Hawn played in the original. So the roles are switched, obviously the genders are switched, and then essentially it's, you know, I would say it's like Ghostbusters. You know, like, so Ghostbusters, they do the remake of Ghostbusters, and then everything's a gender swap, right? And so that was kind of what I saw happening with Overboard, and I'm like, oh god, another one of these? Like, the Ghostbusters movie was crap, and, you know, that was a classic that they remade. And so then you have this movie Overboard coming out, and it's another fucking, you know, gender swap. On top of, you know, you have another movie like uh, Ocean's 8 that's coming out, which is another gender swap movie, and I'm just like, holy god. It's a rant for another time. Yeah, it's a rant for another time, but still, I'm just kind of like... Oh, God, another one of these movies. I was like, this is already a movie that probably shouldn't be remade. And then on top of that, seeing how Ghostbusters turned out, I was like, mm, this movie's dumb. And didn't really plan on rushing to the theaters to see it. But Amanda and I had seen just about every other movie <laughs> that was out. I think the only movie we haven't really seen at this point are like, I mean, there's a few movies that we haven't seen, but, I mean, movies that we actually want to see and waste our time on. I think the only one right now that we'd be, like, remotely interested in watching is probably, uh, what's that one that The Rock is in? That Rampage? Yeah. Which, even still, that movie looks kind of dumb. Every, like, as the day as the days go by, and, like, we've already seen all these other movies, it starts to look better, because there's no other movies to watch. But, um... Yeah, so, trailer, wasn't very interested, kind of asked myself, why the hell? I mean, what was your thought, like, when you saw it? I wasn't interested. At all? At all. And the thing is, too, is she wasn't interested in the movie, but, like, she'd never seen um, the original. So, I had seen the original, I would say conservatively, like, at least 50 times in my lifetime. She'd she'd never seen it before, and so, um, when we decided to do the overboard movie review slash comparison 
initially I was like, you know, you need to watch the original first and then watch the remake. And I thought to myself, like, actually, that's kind of like, you know, why do the same thing? You know, whereas I've already seen it. Let's let her watch the remake first and then we'll watch the um, original so that she can maybe just get a different perspective so she doesn't go into the uh, remake and think like, oh, well, this is crap because this is a, you know, a takeaway from all the old shit. I just thought it was crap on its own. Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly it. So, um, I guess we fast forward. We decide to go to the movie. Um, decide to go to the movie, and I would say um, that the the movie itself actually is it's different in that not only is there a gender role swap, but the I mean the co star I think is actually I, I believe he's a pretty popular um, Hispanic actor, so. There, there were, um, I guess, times at different theaters that were also like in like Spanish dub. So I mean, that typically doesn't happen. But there were some in Spanish, you know, for just about any movie. But for this movie, there was there was Spanish dub for the movie, and A then there were, and then there were English, you know, just regular English for the movie. So it was actually surprising that there wasn't like one or two movie times. Like there were several Spanish dub um, times for this movie. And the thing is, is it kind of, you know, like, I mean, it plays, you know, heavily on, you know, his, uh, his ethnicity. I mean, not, not just him, but there's a lot of, um, Hispanic actors in the movie. Um, you have Eva Longoria and like other, you know, support characters that are, um, you know, of Mexican slash Hispanic, uh, descent. And there's a lot of, like, Spanish speaking in it where, like, there's subtitle stuff. Um, which is, I don't have a problem with that. I'm Hispanic, you know, so it's like, <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's fine with me. It's just that, uh, the way the, the way the story was set up, uh, you know, she's, uh, a poor single mom trying to, you know, work this job that's barely paying enough to put her self through school to become a nurse and she's um you know has three girls and is and is barely making it and the second job that she works like doing carpet cleaning when she's not delivering pizzas you know she ends up on this yacht to you know clean carpets and so this dude you know is kind of treating her like an asshole you know just making yeah. shitty comments about her and is actually kind of treating her like one of his servants. Like, hey, look, you need to go get me something to drink or whatever. And she's like, um, no, I'm not doing that. And so he gets pissed off because he's not used to being told no and fires her. So she's like, okay, well, just pay me the money you owe me for what I've done and I'll be on my way. And he doesn't want to pay her. They get in a little argument and uh, he basically tells the captain, okay, hey, we're going we're gonna to leave. And he's like, you know what? She's like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to bother you, you know, all the way till, you know, your boat docks, wherever it's going. So apparently the boat, I think, was going to like San Francisco or something. So he's like, you know, I didn't think this through. So he pushes her overboard and then throws her equipment overboard, too. So she ends up, you know, losing the um, equipment she needs for the carpet cleaning. So now not only did she not get paid, but now she owes all this money for this equipment. And, 
you know, on top of that, you know, her original job isn't paying much. Now she can't make any money on the second job. And so, you know, she's basically screwed. Um, but her boss at the pizza place is Evelyn Goria, who's kind of offering to, you know, help, you know, keep her afloat uh, for the time being. You know, it kind of, you know, goes back to uh, uh, Leonardo's life. You know, he's he's on his boat and um, he is about to have sex with one of his, you know, model ladies who's on the boat. But he doesn't have any condoms in his condom drawer. His condom drawer is empty. So he's trying to look in like all these stashes like all over his boat for condoms. And then he ends up um, going like to the, I don't, I don't know the technical terms for like sections of the boat, but he goes. The top part. Yeah, to the front part of the boat where there's, it's like the top. But then it's like the forward facing section of the boat where there's like little couches and stuff like that. There's like a stash of condoms that he finds. Well, as that happens, he ends up, like, loses, he loses his footing, falls over the board, or falls overboard, and, you know, he ends up washing up on shore, and, you know, doesn't know who he is. So then, (laughs) there's kind of a throwback to the original Overboard, because there's, like, a new segment where they're like, oh, yeah, this guy doesn't know who he is. You know, we haven't had anything happen like this in, you know, almost 30 years. So they're, you know, they're talking about, they you know, that in the hospital. yeah, they're talking about, uh, you know, Goldie Hawn's character in the original Overboard. Um, but there's a segment where you see him on TV and then Evelyn Goria's character suggests like, hey, look, wouldn't this be ironic? This dude, you know, uh, you know, why don't you get him to, you know, give you the money or, you know, take advantage of him because... You know, he screwed you over, and initially, Anna Ferris's character, Kate, is kind of like, eh, he probably shouldn't, but the thing is, is he can't hit somebody up that doesn't know who they are, isn't going to know who you are, and who wasn't going to pay you even when they did know you, so, you know, hatch the idea, you know, we're going to bring him home, pretend he's my husband, you know, have him work for um, Eva Longoria's husband, um, what was Eva Longoria's character's name, Teresa, work for Teresa's husband, and he'll do manual construction, and the plan was to just keep him a month so that they can make the money back that he was owed. So, um... So she could study for her nurse's exam. Well, that too. But it was also, you know, he's making making money from the job. So, she also needs to pass the nurse's exam, but initially that wasn't, like, the plan for him to, like, watch her kids because she didn't know if he was you know, some sort of, you know, pedo or whatever. Um, but anyways, in the movie, she starts to kind of grow on him and he's actually, you know, learning how to cook and like do all this stuff. Um, and you know, I mean, that's, that's pretty much the whole, whole movie is like all the trials and bullshit that, um, you know, Leonardo's character has to go through, um, you know, learning to adjust to, you know, regular life. So, um, the sister, the thing is, is he's going to take over like this multinational company that dad was going to pass on to him because their father was dying. He had two sisters and it kind of played out like a novella, 
huh? Like a dramatic novella, which was kind of the comparison in the movie. Yeah, I think that was the point. So, like, yeah, because there's there's these guys in the pizza place that would watch novellas, and and uh, you know, so then, the, but the movie itself kind of plays out like a novella where he has a good sister who he supported, who like she wanted to follow her dreams, but like the dad wasn't supportive, and like now he's on a deathbed, and like she has reservations about like. Oh, he was the she was he was the brother that supported me. I'm so sad that he's he's gone. Then you had like the evil sister who was the one that actually did a lot of stuff for the business and thought that she was gonna take it over, but the dad was gonna give it to her because he was gonna give it to the son, hoping that he would kinda like grow into the role. And so when the evil stepsister finds out that like he has amnesia, she basically fakes his death you know, gets Ash from somewhere and lets everybody know that he's dead, leaves him there, the way Goldie Hawn's character gets left by her husband in the original. Um, and so there's, you know, a long time where the, I think the good sister is like trying to come to terms and then realizes that maybe there's more to this story because the older sister's kind of sketchy on details. And, you know, there's kind of like a lot of throwbacks because, the, the the pizza guy is like constantly following these novellas and he's always talking like oh real life is just like a novella and because people were constantly telling him like oh yeah that shit's so unrealistic but you know as the as the movie unfolds he's like see look all this stuff really happens you know because yeah that's the whole premise of the movie um you know so then you know like toward the end once he finds out that he was tricked and all of this stuff happens uh, you know, Anna Ferris's character, Kate, is, you know, pretty much at this point, like, actually falling in love with him. He's actually proposed to her and all of this stuff. But then, you know, he goes back with uh, with family. Um, but the dad's, like, super pissed because, like, he wants to go back to Kate. But, you know, dad's basically like, if you go back to her, like, you're done. You know, you're, you're cut off from everything. And, and um, you know, so... Uh, Kate ends up getting, uh, was it Teresa's husband to use their boat to try to catch up to, um, Leonardo's yacht so they can, you know, try to stop him from leaving. And so it kind of like recreates the scene of Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell is what you're thinking is going to happen. You know, they both, they both jump overboard and they're swimming to each other, (laughs) except they pull Kate from, uh. They, uh, Leonardo stops because the dad's like, I'm going to cut you off. And he actually stops and he's like negotiating with his dad instead of the romantic kiss part. And, uh, you know, Kate's getting pulled out of the water and, uh, it it was, it was kind of funny because like you kind of, you're like, oh, here we go. Like, here's exactly what's going to happen just like in the original, but it didn't like they kind of do a funny little twist on it. Like more realistic, like somebody's going to lose like millions and millions of dollars. They're not just going to be like, oh yeah, sure. I'm willing to get cut off for love. Yeah. And even uh, Teresa's husband's character is like, oh, wait, man, think about this. Love fades. <laughs> He's all, money will make you happy, <laughs> trying to convince him not to do it. Um, but, uh, yeah, he he goes with Kate, loses all his money, and then the good sister ends up, you know, letting him know that, like, hey, you know, that yacht that you have was actually a birthday present, so even though you're cut off, it's technically yours, you know, and it's worth, like, $68 million. So, you know, happy ending. There's a silver lining, even though he's not a... You know, what's what's seemingly he was a billionaire. You know, now he's a millionaire because he's 
probably going to sell his yacht, but like they they have their wedding on the yacht and there it says a for sale sign, sign on, on it. it. So um yeah, that's pretty much the whole premise of it. I mean, if you've seen the original um overboard movie, I mean, there is a lot of shit that was almost like copy and paste. Um and I would say the you know the I mean the the main like the significant difference was that not only did they do gender swap stuff, um, you know, to make it different than the original Overboard, but the original Overboard movie, and I pointed this out to Amanda, was that the Overboard, the original Overboard movie, was very white, like was the eighties. Yeah, it was the eighties. But I mean, the entire cast is white. Like, I don't think there there was like like what one or two. Like, very insignificant characters that are, like, you know, Hispanic or Spanish or Cuban or something. Like, they barely speak English. You know, like, the fishermen yeah. people that fish Goldie Hawn out of the water. But, I mean, aside from that, you know, the whole movie is, like, completely white. So, like, not only did they do the gender swap stuff, but then they also, you know, added the, you know, very Hispanic dynamic to the movie. Which, I mean, worked. I actually liked that... They tried to do something like different enough, like not just a not just a swap and then all right, we're gonna redo this whole thing and you know, kinda do the same shit. I mean it seemed like they made a genuine attempt at like rewriting like certain parts of it, like tying in the novella stuff and we didn't trying to appeal to like a broader audience in terms of you know, the you know, casting a lot of you know, his, Hispanic characters. I mean, because, I mean, realistically, like, you know, I'm, I'm not even one to, you know, really ever, you know, preach this kind of shit because I'm, I'm one that's like, you know, best person for the job kind of thing or whatever the case is. But, you know, Hispanics are pretty underrepresented as far as like, you know, how many, how many Hispanics there are nationwide and like how many are actually like in television shows and stuff. So, I mean, I guess that was cool, but, um, uh, so we finished watching this movie and then we, uh, I ended up purchasing the movie through Amazon Prime and then played the, uh, original Overboard movie for Amanda and I will let you talk about, like, your your like comparison of like me like what you thought it was it was all right overall i just the movie concept for me either one it just wasn't my favorite like like you didn't like either of the movies really i mean i don't know it was just something about it no i really didn't (laughs) like what was it i don't know it's i just think it's the story. I there's something about the story I didn't like it, and it, that just goes for both of them. I mean, looking at it, the original I liked the dynamic of Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn together on screen. I thought they worked a lot better together. Like they had obvious chemistry, like whether it was on screen or off screen. Yeah, which I mean, obviously, duh, because they're like together. But I mean, I just thought that they worked. Mm-hmm. Anna Ferris and What's his name? Um, Eugenio Derbez. Yeah. 
No, it didn't work for me. I one like it of seemed them, it did seemed a, l- a little forced. Very. I mean, forced. there were a lot of good supporting roles, like a lot of the other characters that, you know, were around Kate and Leonardo's characters. I thought they did really well, but I felt like yeah, they're one of them needed to go Anna Ferris. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, they just needed somebody else for that. Like to me, they didn't work together. Like the the story switch was was cool. You know the way they tried to make it more culturally sound mm-hmm. was fine. It's just they didn't work together for me as a couple. Like it didn't work out at all. Like I was like, I know in an interview um, when she talked about doing the overboard remake, there were um, people that were asking her whether or not. Like, she was excited to do the Overboard remake, and she kind of was like, no, not really. And I'm kind of like, okay, so, like, if you weren't really into, you know, doing a remake on something you feel is kind of, like, impossible to, like, reproduce or do better, then, like, why would you accept the role? But that answers itself. I mean, she's going through or has probably already got a divorce with Chris Pratt with how fast... You know, these celebrities get yeah, their she's divorces. Already dating somebody. Yeah, I mean, so they're already they're already separated. And the thing is, is like, you know, Chris Pratt's making like a million movies. She's on her her career's kind of been in the decline. Um, you know, so I mean I think maybe she's just, you know, trying to get back out there and focus on her career and maybe yeah. be in more movies. Because I know the whole you know, rumor is, and this is kind of off overboard topic, was that the whole reason their breakup took place was because Chris Pratt didn't want to have any more kids, didn't necessarily want to, I mean, not that he's not a family man, but that he wanted to focus on his career because his career was an upward trajectory. He's doing all these big blockbuster movies. And, you know, you have somebody like Anna Faris, who was the more famous person at the time, and Chris Pratt was kind of doing like a lot of smaller roles and was in the background. You know, now the roles are reversed and now she's the least famous person and, you know, she's kind of wanting to wind down and, you know, focus on family and, you know, having more kids when he's on the, She can't know. handle not being the more famous person in the relationship. Well, that's, that's what a lot of other, like, news, like, you know, gossip columns have said is that that was kind of the whole reason for, like, one of her previous breakups, but... You know, a lot of that stuff is... She's, like, dating some cameraman or something right now, so... Right. Yeah, so, I, I mean, mean I, don't, I don't know what the case is, but, I mean, my whole thought I, my whole thought is, is, like, you know, if you don't have, like, you know, passion for the role you're playing, like, why accept it? I mean, at that point, you're you're being, like, Nicolas Cage. And you can You know, kind and just, like, tell. taking whatever movie. I mean, it just didn't feel like she was in it, in the role. The thing so. is, too, though, is, I mean, if you watch movies that have Anna Ferris in it, I mean... I'm not trying to talk trash about her because I think she's funny, but I think, you know, it's kind of the same way like people talk shit about, you know, Keanu is like, everybody's like, oh, Keanu plays the same role. Like he always, always the same dude. Like, you know, don't you ever talk shit about Keanu Reeves? He's my guy. (laughs) But, you know, with Anna Faris, Anna Faris kind of always plays the same role. She's always like this ditzy, (laughs) you know, and that's kind of the role she played here too um i mean i don't know i can't really think of anybody who you know would have taken her spot and done a better job and you know what would have been funny is if they would have like you know cast somebody like kate hudson like la 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 you know see now that would have been 
right? Like have Goldie Hawn's daughter yeah. do that role. I mean, that could have been that could have been funny. Um, but I mean, just uh, I mean, just comparing the movies, there were a ton of lines from the remake that were just flat out copied from the original. And yeah, I don't really think their their scriptwriters did a whole lot. I mean, aside from the whole Spanish parts. Uh-huh. A lot of that was just like the old movie and it's like, you know, it was if, crazy. It was like they had to work on like half a script, right? <laughs> if you're going to do a remake, I mean, if you're not going to change, you know, the town or like something, at least change your words. Change yeah, the words. There were a lot of lines that were the same. And I'm not talking like a couple of like throwbacks to like certain lines. Like, no, there were some parts that were like word for word, like the fucking same. And what's funny is like lines that you thought that they would have kept, you know, from like really good lines that were in the original, they modified them. So like there's this really good like quote that, um, what is it, uh, Goldie Hans you know, Butler on her yacht, like, tells her, like, after, you know, they've, they've picked her up, and, you know, she knows, you know, about everything, and they're having, like, a candid conversation, because she's being apologetic for being such a bitch to him all those years, and is asking him if he could ever forgive her, and, you know, he, he, he has this quote where he's like, oh, no, madam, you know, you've, um, you know, you've seen, you know, both sides where, you know, some people, you know, only, you know, see one side of one station and, you know, and, and you have the rare opportunity to, you know, decide what to do, you know, with this information that you have. I mean, it was a really good, inspiring quote. And so, like, you think that they're going to, like, copy that quote, like, in the in the remake. And, they, like, because, like, it starts to kind of go that, go that route. And it, it just, like, abruptly is, like, <laughs> it was just different. It was like, oh, you had the opportunity to, to you know, being being a different station is like a, you know, like a poor person, and the the guy's like, yeah, and he's all, it sucked, didn't it? <laughs> it was just, it was like, it just didn't make sense to me. Like there were a lot of borrowed lines that were just like flat out copied lines. Like there was no significance to them, but like they were just copied lines. Yeah. And then others, other lines that, like maybe had more significance in terms of like. You know, maybe using those lines because, like, they were good lines from the original movies, like, those were modified. And so I just thought that was kind of a head-scratcher. Um, you know, but in general, I felt like it was different enough because of the because of the dynamic that they use with, like, the novella stuff. And then they did take it a little bit further. So, like, at the end of the original Overboard, you know, they swim to each other. There's... You know, they kiss, and, you know, everything's all better, and you find out that Goldie Hawn's character actually has all the money, and that it's not like she gave anything up for him, you know, to be with Kurt Russell's character. So, and he's like, well, you know, Kurt Russell's character is like, okay, well, you know, you have everything, like, what can I possibly give you that you don't already have? And she's like, a little girl. So, you know, so they're planning to have kids, and that's kind of where it wraps up, you know, so... All's happily ever after, you know, but with this one, I mean, before he even knows that, um, you know, before he even knows that, you know, anything is, uh, you know, going on or that he's been tricked, you know, he's like reproposing to her, um, 
You know, like he was he was wanting to like renew vows and shit. And like she was like, Yes, I'll do it you know, and all that kind of stuff and it was just it was like they were I mean, I know they're trying to be different, but like they were trying to accelerate like the the whole love story section, like well beyond, you know, what o- overboard you know, whatever touched on. I mean, the original Overboard ever touched on. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, tried to... In the swim scene, you know, they make fun of that whole scene. And then, you know, they move beyond it with marriage and all this other stuff. And then, oh, BT dubs, and he also still has money. Yeah. It was... I mean, a lot of it, a lot of it seemed forced. I mean, I'm not saying that the movie was, like, just a complete dumpster fire. I mean, there were definitely funny parts in that movie. Yeah, there were. Um, I mean, it it was funny, but it didn't. First off, I don't think it held the candle to the original, what which did I think it was. Made? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of doomed from the start, and it, it really did not need to be made. Um, but it's the same way Ghostbusters didn't, and uh, Ocean's Eight doesn't. But um, too late. <laughs> yeah. So um, I mean, but it was one of those movies where it was kind of like, okay, well, you know, that movie's out there, and let's uh, let's see how it is. You know, kind of the same with, you know, I Feel Pretty, except I Feel Pretty was like a pleasant surprise. Um, this one was, I mean, it made you laugh. and was not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it made you laugh. I mean, it, I guess, I guess the bigger question is for this movie, if you didn't watch the original, if you didn't even know that there was an original, and maybe you even have no interest in watching the original, and you watched the remake i mean what what would you i mean what would you say like if there was just pretend the original didn't exist i mean was the the remake decent i still really wasn't a fan and it's because i felt like they didn't they didn't go well together it it just felt really forced yeah, Amanda, like, when when it was all said and done and I was asking her, like, what her thoughts were on the movie, the whole time, like, she's all, the chemistry was off. Like, the chemistry, oh, the chemistry was terrible. And, like, me, I don't know if it's, like, just because, like, a guy's perspective. Like, maybe I wasn't so laser-focused on that. Like, I kind of thought, like, okay, they, were, they, they seemed, uh, I mean, maybe it seemed a little odd couple, but, um, I mean, they kind of explained that, like, in the movie. Like, he's not the real kid's father. Like, he's their father, but, like, he didn't father them naturally. Like, they had to do, like, they had to use somebody else's sperm because, like, he was, um, she she convinced him that, you know, he was a, he was a blank shooter. But that's not what I'm talking about. I mean, he did fine with the kids. It was her. Like, he didn't mix with her. No, yeah. And, and that's what I'm getting, that's what I was, like, kind of getting to is, like, you know, it, like, as far as, you know, the... You know him. Gosh, I, I'm I, like I know what I want to say, but I'm like having a hard. I'm like tripping over the words. Is it okay? So to your point, he interacted with the kids like naturally. Like everything seemed like kosher. Like everything was good. Like the kids did really good. Like you know bouncing off of him. Like all the stuff that they had going on. Yeah. Like the drama felt real. But then like whenever you dealt with her, like it was. She didn't fit. It was two dimensional, I guess. Yeah, like. The rest of the cast, fine, but put her into it, I don't know, it was like something didn't fit, and to me it was her, like she didn't fit in the movie, like they really needed to put somebody else in there, 
Everyone else, fine. Her, not fine. It should have been somebody else. Yeah. Sheesh. You were a lot more... I thought I was going to be the one that was like, don't like this movie because like, I like the original so much. I mean, I still do think the original is far better than well, the, the remake. The original is better than the remake. I mean... But yeah, I mean, I just I wasn't really a fan of this movie at all. Like, it... and so like IMDb, it says that the 1997 version it has like forty, close to forty three thousand uh, ratings. It gives it a six point eight, which I mean I guess is fair. Um, yeah, for the, the times. Yeah, and the remake so far only has like twenty two hundred reviews, uh, and it's a five point three. No, that should be lower. You think so? Yeah, I do. If the original has a 6.8. Yeah, and the uh, the remake has a 5.3. The remake should be lower. Or the original should be higher because the original was better yeah. than the remake. I mean, it, it, it was. I mean, it was, it was pretty significantly better. Um, and so, I mean, as far as... Like, I mean, like, whether you wanted to just go to the movies and, like, watch a funny movie, then, I mean, sure, it's it's funny. Um, again, I don't think it was one of those movies where I'm like, God damn it, I want my two hours back. Uh, it's not even quite two hours. It's, like, a little over an hour and a half. I wouldn't pay full price for it, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I probably, yeah, it is almost two hours, an hour, hour and 52 minutes. Well, so, it's a little long. It is a little long. And, uh... You know, so for this movie, would I have paid cash money, full price ticket to see this? Probably not. I This, honestly, if we were paying for the movies, like traditionally paying for the movies and like we didn't have a movie pass, we probably wouldn't have seen half the movies that we've reviewed. But um, what I will say is that this movie we probably wouldn't have paid to see or ha- had we paid to see it, like, we don't have a dollar theater in town anymore. But, like, mm-hmm. if we did have a dollar theater in town, still, it, we probably would have either saw it at the dollar theater or waited for it to come out on rental. Yeah. Um, well, what makes this movie, I think, long is they spent more time with his family and, like... Trying to tell the whole, like, dramatic side of trying it. Trying to help. Yeah, because in the original, Goldie Hawn, like, her part... Her family, like, looking for her and not looking for her, that wasn't so much of an issue until, like, the very end, it seemed like. Well, and so, like, the difference is, is, like, you know, for those who don't know, is, like, the reason it was able to play on so long for Goldie Hawn's character is because she was rich, she had her own yacht, she was married, and her and her husband had a contentious relationship where he was pretty much, like, you know, any chance he got, he'd probably, you know, fuck around on her because she was a, a bitch, and so, um, they just didn't get along really well. So, like, you know, when he saw the opportunity where she's overboard and she has amnesia and she's, you know, in elk snout, uh, you know, in a hospital and he has the opportunity to go pick her up, he's Isn't like... Elk's Grove? I said Elk snout. But it is Elk's Grove, right? Yeah. I think it was... The, they call they, it Elk snout. They call it Elk snout in the original, so that's kind of... But, um, you know, so he knows that she's there and he's like, screw this, I'm gonna... You know, if I can find a bunch of chicks and have a big old party. And so, like, you know, he's just, uh, you know, so 
she ends up her character goldie hans character talks to her mom a lot on the phone her mom's like in new york or some shit and um you know so she'll call like once a week but every time every time she calls you know the husband's like oh uh she's out shopping or she's out running an errand or whatever and so that was just kind of what it was and so then it came to a, a head where the mom's like look i've been calling for weeks and you better produce joanna or there's going to be, you know, hell to pay. I'm going to come down there and and do something to you. So then he's like, oh, shit, jigs up, you know, and goes to go get her. Except when he goes to go get her from the town, you know, they realize, oh, shit, you know, fucking Kurt Russell's character had picked her up and convinced her that, you know, he was, she was the mother to his three kids. The difference is in the... O- four kids. Four kids, yeah. And in the overboard... um, in the Overboard remake, the difference is is that he has his own yacht, he falls overboard, and while the dad is trying to hand him over the company and the older sister is trying to take control of the company, she, she kind of swoops in and convinces the, um, I think she goes and convinces the people on his yacht, like his help, that he's dead because she comes back with an urn of ashes saying that like, you know, he had drowned and whatever and they cremated him. And so then she goes back with those, with that urn that she purchased and those ashes and presents it to the family. And they're just like, what the hell? You know, like all this, all this fucking happened. And it's not, they don't find out until later because the, the younger sister who senses that there's something fishy is trying to find a death certificate or some verification that, you know, a guy died in a shark attack because that was kind of what the that's older what she said. yeah, that's what the older uh, older sister had said is that he he got killed in a shark attack and then they cremated him. So then, once she realizes that there wasn't an actual shark attack related death in the town and that there was no death certificate and all this stuff happened, you know, then that's kind of when they start piecing together that like, oh crap, he's not dead. You know, so that's the. That's the main difference, except in the, you know, the remake, they're constantly, like, panning back to, like, you know, the dynamics of the family and all the stuff that's going on behind the scenes, and, you know, that's kind of how, you know, nothing's found out initially, so, very different dynamics, but, I mean, pretty much the same thing as to be expected, because it is a remake, but, um, you know, ultimately, I was, you know, we usually kind of wrap this up with, like, hey, would you recommend watching this or not watching this? I've already pretty much said that it's a rental and uh amanda is gonna harp on the chemistry of the characters being lackluster and elementary at best i didn't say that you didn't say that you're harping on it like hard and the thing is too it's not even you're not even you're not even uh you're not even giving eugenio any shit it's all anna because he did fine yeah i know he did do fine so I guess my question is, is I mean, I kind of threw it out there to like, Kate that's going to be a funny one. But I mean, who do you think would have actually been better? Like, who anybody. do you see in <laughs> anybody? Like, really? Yeah. Cameron yeah. Diaz? Even she would have been better. <laughs> Jessica Biel? I don't know. Maybe. Depends on if she's going to get some range in her face. What about, um, what was that chick from, uh, that we were talking about, like, just, like, falling off the face of the earth after American Pie? 
Tara Reed. Tara Reed. No, because she messed up her face. She's a Sharknado person now. Oh, yeah. Well, she doesn't need the fame, right? She's got Sharknados. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just saying, they could have found somebody else. Like, I mean, they have to go through screen tests for chemistry. I mean, they talk about that, so I don't understand why that that didn't happen for this movie. Because you could tell that didn't happen for this movie. So Yeah, maybe they kind of already had her pegged for the role. Like, they wanted her for the role. It wasn't a matter of like, oh, let's see how great you are. They kind of like wanted her for the role. And then maybe yeah. he... Maybe he was the one who got cast for the role. Like, they were wanting to do something different, and, like, he's the one who won the role. And so, like, he was probably the one that had to get cast for it, whereas, like, she was already pegged to play Goldie Hans. That's sad, though. Yeah. I mean, whatever the case is, it's a rental for sure. Uh, I mean, if you have Movie Pass, then, like, go see it, because it is funny. Um, but it does... It does... <laughs> you know, I didn't think it was going to be such a negative review, but... It does feel long. Like there's some there's some parts in the yes, movie where I was kind of like, God, I this movie's to take a nap. <laughs> yeah, no, th- yeah, honestly, yeah, there were there, were, and like, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, there was a part, um, there was a part in the movie, there was a time in the movie, I'll say, where the movie's playing, and I actually like checked my phone, like, God, is this movie almost over? Like, if you're in a good movie, like you don't. You're not, like, checking the time to be like, okay, is this almost done? But, like, I actually did that in this movie because I was, it just, I felt like they took extra long to tell this story or to sell the story, I should say. They did because they kept bouncing back and forth between the two families, the two stories, basically. I think if they had streamlined it a little more and made it less novella and more, if they had copied the original on that part, mm-hmm. where they just kind of stuck more to them being in... Elks Grove and her tricking him. Yeah, it wouldn't have been as long. Well, and the thing is too is that but then they would the have lost movie's the... technically not incredibly longer than the original. It's like eight minutes longer. So I think the let me see the original is an hour and forty six minutes long. So really, it's only eight or ten minutes longer. But it's just the bouncing back and forth. I think is what because it kind of pulls you out of it. It does a little bit. I think if you're not if you're not used. If you're not used to it, like, you know, if you're not used to it, it pulls you out and then you have to get back into it. So you're kind of, because some people don't go to the movies to read. I'm sorry, but they don't. And they, (laughs) 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 so it's like, you know, the subtitles for one, but then, you know, just having to do the switch back and forth. It can be jarring for some people. Some people don't like movie formats like that. And other times it's just kind of like. Yeah, it's a little much. Well, in the original Overboard too, I think was a little bit more linear in the story, where it did focus a lot more on Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's characters, and so like there were brief parts where like it would focus on like, you know, like what's going on over here, over here, but they were like very brief moments that like further along the story, without going, like you know, too far off on these other characters, like it would always segue back to, you know, the main characters like pretty quickly Mm -hmm. and so i mean that that does bring up a good point is this movie like there were a lot of sections in the movie where it would completely go off the main characters in order to further the story on the background on like what was going on with the family and all that other stuff and it happens like at least three or four times where it takes you out of the main the, the the main 
you know, plot hole in the movie with with the major, um, you know, with the major characters uh, played by Kate Leonardo. So, I mean, that is that's actually an excellent point. It, it does take you out of that. So, um, I would say that the IMDb score for this is maybe a little high in <laughs> the 5.3. I think it's probably probably a five or maybe even like a mid-level four i go four and i would think over the original overboard being the 6.8 is pretty accurate i mean especially considering the amount of reviews i honestly think that if uh the the remake overboard remake had forty thousand reviews the point value would probably be lower so I think that's mainly as high as it is, only because 2,200 people have reviewed it. So People don't even want to waste their time. <laughs> so, I mean, because, like, the meta score for Overboard is a 42. In the, but the meta score for um, the original is 53, so, like, I don't know how accurate that is. Um, but, you know, that being said, rental for sure. Maybe even Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> HBO it. Yeah. It's an HBO <laughs> on demand. So, uh, you know, with that, I guess that concludes um, our review of uh, the Overboard remake. Um, that can, yeah, that concludes episode 79. <laughs> so uh, I'm Jesse with Amanda. Hi. Hey, hi. Saying thanks for listening and My goodbye. King. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Don't eat the wire. Don't eat the wire. <laughs>